Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Journey of the Road Runner. It's Paul Stressner here. And Adriana, how's it going guys? Oh, well we've both had brutal weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's been it's been tough. Yeah. Uh, I lost a friend, her name is Michelle Santil. She, uh, we lost it to breast cancer, not Corona. Um, she was around the same age as me, and I had met her 20 years ago, actually, so I'd known her for 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I just, I didn't even realize how sick she was, so that was, like, the worst part, you know, because you always have that, remember we were talking about the stages of grief? Yeah. I definitely had that guilt around not going to see her, because I, I had planned to in, like, the end of February, and I remember... I was like, well, if I go to Providence, I can only see her for like 20 minutes and it's not enough time. I feel bad just popping in for 20 and leaving and it probably would have meant a lot to her, you know? So that really, that was weighing in on me the day I found out. And um, then also uh, a, a, a good thing is I sent her something in the mail and she had gotten it and we were texting. But then I was like looking back at the text. I'm like, last time I talked to her was April 10th. Like, I can't believe this. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I had, I had definitely had some guilt around it. And um, especially with the way time things are now, you know, um, yeah. that we can't get out and, and see people and do things. So I had the opportunity in February and I feel like I didn't take it to see her. So it, it was weighing pretty heavy on me. Um, you know, obviously there's not we all go through this. Every human does that. You know, Rhodes was really good friends with her. And um, he same thing they like they wanted to, he was going to take a trip to Haiti with her and I don't think he ever got to and he you know so we had you know not to get too personal into his stuff too but we we had spoken about that um you know and it's just having friends to talk to about it's great but it's harder when you can't hug anybody yep yep you know, so I had called him um to talk just to catch up and say hello and just so you can hear people's voice but that's kind of all you can do in this time so that is the tough you know and before, like even when you're when you had your pet, your uh, relative pass, it was a similar situation where we can kind of I can empathize, but I really don't know how bad it is. And now I'm like, wow, it really is tough when you can't see. I'm not a funeral person or a wake person either. I don't yeah. actually against my beliefs. Like I believe that it's a little morbid, <laughs> um, you know, to sit and look at bodies and coffins and things like that, you know, and just go through all that. It's it's like forcing extra sadness in my mind. This is an opinion. But I do believe, like, hey, let's get a picture of the person. Let's have a party. Yep. You know, let's hang out and talk about all the good things in the good times. Like, that's a different – to me, it's a celebration of life. But you can't do that right now. So that is a – it is really tough right now in that aspect to not be around each other. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it was, like, around the end of February. And it wasn't until, like – and then in March, that's when all hell broke loose. And then we couldn't go anywhere. So it's like, oh, you, like, you just feel stuck. Yep. But like in February, you figure all oh, you have time, yep. <laughs> and then it just like came up really quick. I think yeah. it was like the, maybe what the first or second week in March since all the quarantine started. Yeah, because yeah. I stopped work the second week in March, and it was starting pretty heavily then. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, and um, I lucked out because, well, kind of lucked out. I I saw my aunt just um, when the maybe like the week before, like I saw her the Sunday and then like the following week was when they started the, like that Friday was the week when they said, Oh, we're closing down and everything. So, I saw, so yeah. So I saw, and, um, and I stopped and got her, uh, uh, 
apple pie from Greg's. Oh, <laughs> and um, if she couldn't eat food or anything, she was having a hard time eating, but she ate that. <laughs> <laughs> when you know somebody loves food even if they can't eat it somehow they pull it off right? yeah yeah okay, what's your favorite food i'm really not eating these days unless you bring me a pizza yeah <laughs> that's good paul at least but, you got to see her and, and give her that yeah yeah plus like the stressors like they're sweet so yeah so <laughs> greg's is a good thing so yeah again the restaurants were open i got to see her and then yeah. like that was when the virus was just coming so i knew i had to be careful and then yeah then everything shut down like right after that so I'll, i might have been like the last relative to see her but, wow but she lived in like a big um like apartment building and she she was a force she had a big personality she had tons and tons of friends so non-stop there's always somebody there checking on her so she was like never alone or anything Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. She, everybody loved her, so, yeah. Yeah, it's hard, man, right now. Yeah, and and then her kids were all out of state, so I had to... You had like, to do everything. Yeah, I mean, not that I had to. Like, they they were like, oh, you don't have to do it, but, you know, I, well, I wanted to, yeah. Right, because you're in the state and you can, you know? Yeah, yeah, so I had to, like, get a bunch of her, like, paperwork so they could fixed stuff before but at least the landlords like the building managers letting them keep the stuff there until this is all over oh, so, that's nice. so then they'll be able to get up here yeah so hopefully we'll be able to get together but um yeah i mean it's not like they're going to be renting out the apartment <laughs> anytime right. soon anyway no, right exactly so yeah that's good that the so, landlord's doing that so that was a few weeks ago I guess we'll go in order of events with my shit. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> so that was a couple of weeks ago. And then this past Friday, when um, do we have the date for that? Um, today is the, oh, the first. Yeah, yeah. The first. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, the first, uh, uh, the night before I cut the cord on cable. So I'm all done with that. So then at my lunchtime, I, went out to bring the cable backs back to Cox and I was, was um, sitting there. There was like a bus stopped like a few cars ahead of me and then somebody behind me was driving up and was looking at the bus and wasn't looking at the cars and he nailed me from behind. Man. <laughs> so and that did pretty good damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, had, he had like a bigger, he had like a truck. And, of course. Yeah, so... um. And, you know, it's tough because I wasn't, like, expecting it because we were stopped there for a while. So, and I guess it was, like, a good thing, too, because if I saw it coming, I might have, like, braced myself and could have gotten yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah. How's your neck? You're right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's so, cool. yep. It's still good. So, I know sometimes that whiplash can kick in. Oh, yeah. A little bit after. But, yeah. No. Um, good. Thank God. A positive thing. <laughs> yeah. There is problems. There's always a silver lining, right? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I'm not going to have to pay anything for the car. So I got to pay uh, like a $200 deductible, but then I'm going to get reimbursed. Oh, that's nice. And then I got a free rental. Not that I'm driving anywhere now, but I have right. a car if I needed to get somewhere. That's good. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was on Friday. Fine. And then on Saturday, I found out that um, I old um elementary school high school principal um 
Sister Mary Angelus passed away from the corona. Yeah. She was like one of the, she's like the nicest person. Love her meet. She was like, so everybody, there wasn't a single person that met her that didn't like love her instantly. And how many principles can you say about that? Yeah, I was actually, <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, I don't know too many like that. <laughs> Even like all the punks and everybody, everything, they all, everybody loved her. She was like so kind, but she's, you didn't want to mess with her either, but she was so loving. She had like a big smile and everything. She, she was such a good person. Oh, she's yeah. De- yeah. So if there's like a way to get sainthood, she should definitely be a saint. She's like that kind of person. She did so much for so many people. And I had her, see, I started going there in 1977. I graduated in 1984 to show my age. And I saw her like four years ago, and I was walking up to her. She knew exactly who I was. <laughs> and all, yeah, like all those people that she sees, as, as, like I don't look anything like I did back then. But yep, she still she she was like that with everybody. She knew everybody's names all the time. That's awesome. And she did so much. She like went to like um, visit people in the hospitals, uh, the um, people um, that couldn't get out of their homes and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, you've had a hell of a time. <laughs> yeah, like that that was all bad enough. And then literally an hour after I got that news, I got a phone call saying that another one of my aunts passed away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is my aunt in Colorado. Yeah. So it's my dad's brother's wife that passed away. Yeah. Did she have COVID or is it just health, other health issues? No, I, I don't know what, she didn't have COVID as far as I know, but she had arthritis really bad for like decades, like really, you know, the really painful kind, not just the, not the kind where you get achy during rainy days, like, right. like it really affect her, her physically, like she could barely move and everything, oh. but her, her mind was like all there and everything. She's like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. She had like an infectious laugh she was really kind beautiful person yeah (laughs) yeah so i had actually they live in um colorado and i happened to see them when i did my colorado run yeah i remember you saying that you saw family out there yeah so that that was them when i did the the just for j 5k so i'm happy i got to see her somewhat recently yeah yeah so that was like a pretty rough go of it so it's like all these things like piled up all at once (laughs) well that just means things are going to be awesome very soon right (laughs) yeah i know you have so much crap (laughs) happen it's like there there is a light at the end of the tunnel yeah i mean too right yeah well first that that like hit me really hard like all that all at once it's like i i've been fine this whole time and then <laughs> then all that yeah. happens and then you, there's nothing you can do about it like no control over anything no i i've honestly like since i found out about my friend and my cat's been in a cone she's kind of yeah she was puking all night i i just said to cindy when i got up i'm like fuck that with kids i would never want to have kids if a cat she kept me up all night throwing up oh, and it made me nervous because she'll usually eat cats puke all the time but she puked a lot and it was liquid I gave her some treats. She ate those, but then puked them up later. She wouldn't eat wet food, which she loves. She wouldn't eat anything. And then this wow. morning, finally, I came home from the gym, and she had eat. She had. No, I fed her the, in the morning, and she hadn't thrown up. And then I fed her again, 
wet, wet food and she hadn't thrown up. Now she's eating her dry again. Uh-huh. She has kidney issues. So I, you know, I was a little stressed about that because that's like a family member, you know? Right. And, but she seems okay. And um, I gotta get, I'm gotta. i thinking her stitches are coming out tomorrow because she's older and, you know, I worry because she has kidney issues. But mm-hmm. I've been, I just put up a, well, I put up the post for a fence. I ripped down my neighbor's fence because it was falling. And I'm installing the new fence today. So I literally yesterday I was burning the fence. You should have saw the size of this. I'm surprised that nobody called the fire department. <laughs> we used to have a pool, and um, uh-huh. it's just sand now. So I put this huge giant fire. I mean, I'm, if you saw this fucking fire, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" And I was like hosing the side of it just so it wouldn't spread out because it was so right. big. Yeah. And then as soon as I got it under control, I mowed the lawn. I was weed whacking because for me, when I'm like dealing with grief and things. I definitely get this from my dad because I remember him when something was wrong. He'd be like, all of a sudden, like ripping a wall down in the house and he's like, remodeling. I'm like, what? Like his uncle died, and next thing you know, we have like a like a fucking tile floor. I went to rug the tile in a week, and I definitely get it from him because I I like when I was done with everything yesterday, I'm like, I do a lot of stuff today. It literally like so today I was putting up the fence post. So for me, that's kind of how I process or try to process some grief is just to keep busy and get things done you know where my head is especially if i'm like lifting heavy stuff like that those fence posts were heavy and i'm doing all kinds of stuff and pushing the lawnmower listening to music so yeah it kind of kept me sane the past couple days and that fence is a hell of a project i gotta do more tomorrow so Uh that's that's how i deal with it personally yeah that's good like i I process things usually by writing and even that I've had a hard time with like I have yeah. a journal so I was starting to write and I just couldn't I just gotta like I guess I just gotta listen to my body and... <laughs> yeah well I like to write too and, and sometimes I think like in the beginning I wrote like one thing when, uh, when I found out about Michelle mm-hmm. and it didn't it wasn't like flowy like normal you know you're a writer yeah. so it's flow off the pen and I felt like I just need to move a little and like keep my mind a little distracted and kind of because the first two days were rough like I it was that you're going through all the memories in your head mm-hmm. couch crying and then I'm trying to read and I can't focus and I'm like I'm not today is not a good day and I just really just did what kind of million projects can I get done today and stay busy and you know I cleaned the house actually I found out Friday morning and I didn't even want to clean my house I was like I'm going to clean the house that'll that'll help me distract myself and I was like you know, you get like this too. Like I was just too depressed and I didn't want to move. And I'm like, if I sit here and think all day, I'm going to be a fucking mess. So I just yeah. clean the house and it helps, you know, it, it keeping busy definitely helps just because it's like time. They say time heals. Right. And if like a few more days go by, I'm like, all right, like, you know, now it's like, let me talk or think about positive memories and happy times where in the beginning you're like, why didn't I do this? I'm not a good friend. All the things that you can think of that you feel like shit about, you know. And it's yeah. selfishly we we think about how we didn't respond properly to the you know to the situation even, you know that whole thing we talked about like the the stages of grief. Yep, yep. You know, and if if anything, it's like in this time, um, the grief process is a lot harder. I wasn't really, you know. I don't think anyone's prepared for it, but I, you know, even when you talked about it, like I felt a lot of empathy because a lot of people I know have been losing people and I'm like, man, it's really hard. And then when it hit, I'm like, wow, it's like, it's not anything any of us is really have really experienced before. Yep. 
I mean, we've all, everyone I'm sure has experienced some sort of grief losing, even if you've only lost a fish or pet, you know, some, you know what it's like to have lost, but when you can't get in your car and go visit a friend or, you know, go somewhere that you normally like to run because you can't park there, you know, that's, that's, I think hard too. Yeah. Well, well, another thing too, with these, with, you know, if you know somebody that died these days, you don't get an, any like closure or anything. Right. So. Uh, yeah, it's definitely tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then starting like, I think it started maybe Sunday night or Monday. I wasn't feeling too well. I felt like I was like, um, well, I did have a fever. It was like that. 99.7 at one point but then i get the chills a lot and yeah. I'm, I'm always warm and i would have my um sweatpants and sweatshirt on with the hood pulled over and everything oh. <laughs> and then like every time i moved like if i had to go to the bathroom or go in the kitchen or move around i would start coughing wow. so something like oh they, maybe like so much happened at once like my body's like you know showing showing the signs and everything well you know you can uh you know disinfect kills it right (laughs) (laughs) oh i don't have any bleach in this house though (laughs) you you have lysol maybe you can start doing that i heard the president said (laughs) oh my god how funny is that huh oh yeah that's awful (laughs) this is this is where we can laugh about things paul yeah yeah No, I heard. <laughs> and there's always light and heat. Stand in front of your stove with a flashlight. Quite <laughs> like he, he was being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I was in the liquor store. I don't even know if I told you this. And there's a whole rack of sanitizer and it says on it, not for consumption. Yeah. <laughs> so I look and I turn to this lady and I'm like, can you believe they have to say that? And the guy in front of me, Oh my God, he was so funny. This little old guy, he starts making like shooting up signs. He's like, yeah, you're supposed to shoot it up. And he's got like a little <laughs> accent and I'm dying. And she goes, that's not what he meant. I'm like, what? I go, he said ingest. She goes, there's a kind you can actually ingest. There's a kind that you can consume or something, she said. And I'm like, what? And I and then I was like, oh my God, she must be a Trumpster. I can't have this conversation right now. She's trying to stick up. I'm like, everybody saw the clip. Yeah. He didn't say that. He said you can ingest it and light it. Like, and I was like, everybody's seen it. And the fact that this woman was trying to like actually like stick up for him was hilarious. And I'm like, don't be judgy, eh? Don't be judgy. <laughs> Instead of being sarcastic, because I had a lot of things to say, I said, okay, have a nice day. Because <laughs> I was like feeling it. I was like, oh my god, can you fucking believe this? <laughs> so that's the thing. He wasn't telling people to do it. He was like thinking out loud but he has no filter so but then the people that are like following him they're gonna like take him at face value because what he says it goes uh, right (laughs) scary i mean you know the people who are and this is where i feel if you're if you're fine mentally like there's some mentally disabled people who did it i think that i kind of feel bad because they're like oh that's a great idea you know and you that is a totally especially if they're scared too that's the thing you got to take into consideration to look for anything yeah so if you have like Let's say you have, there's some mentally disabled people who, like, they're adults, they live on their own, but they have, like, the assistance where, like, someone comes and picks them up for work, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. If they're watching the news and they're freaked out and they go get their Lysol, like, 
that that's where I feel bad. But for the fucking morons who don't have any mental issues who did it, you know what? Better <laughs> off Darwinism. That, exactly. Darwin, Darwin approves. Yeah. One last person to vote for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know Oops. what? I wanted to touch base with that. We're gonna have Trish on tomorrow, and she got the page up. Uh, you saw it, right? Yep, yep, yep. I joined it. Yeah, I just gotta like, um, yeah, start inviting people after she's on tomorrow when we have more, like more exact details and everything. Yep. And I'm trying to actually have, um, so we're what we're trying to do because she gave me an admin on the page. It's her page. It's her idea totally. But I told her I'd help, like, kind of, you know, promote it. Um, I'm seeing if we could do like maybe we'll do one five k a week, like one benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. And then, um, cause like I wanted to do a Gloria Gemma one and, you know, in honor of my friend and just post yep. it and Paul, if you normally run the Gloria Gemma, you're like, all right, I checked in, I donated the 25 bucks. I went out and run. My time was 28 minutes and next 5k, I want to do 27. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of promoting us to do what we'd normally do in a 5k. Like what would yep. you normally do? You run a race. You're like, fuck, I really wanted to make this time. Next 5k I do. I got this. And how many 5Ks, like, Steve actually just pulled up by my house today when I was walking outside. He must have been home on his way to work to chat for a second. And he runs sometimes two a weekend. Oh, wow. So, you know, some people during race season really love doing the 5K and the camaraderie. And you can't have the camaraderie right now, but you could still kind of make it, you know, using social media for a positive thing, which is, you know, probably the only reason we should be on it ever. Um, Yeah, because a lot of these races where they get the, all their money from they can't do it right now like i just saw um the finish for against guinness got canceled this year right and that's september that sucks yeah. so again you know what me and you did that one together maybe the following week we post finish for guinness anyone who normally does finish for guinness if you can afford even if you can't do 25 five bucks 10 bucks if you can afford or whatever you can afford do it like you were paying your entry fee go run your your 3.1 you know, and then say, hey, I did my 5K. And people don't have to put their time. But if you want to do it almost like holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Paul, I saw that you said you were going to do a 27-minute uh, 5K next time. So now I'm going to be, like, if I follow you anyway, I'm going to be looking out. And I can't run, so you know I'm living vicariously for you. <laughs> well, if I see well, it, I'm going to be like, all right, Paul's going to go for 27 this time, this week. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it helps people keep a motivation where if 5Ks are kind of what they like to train for all, when race season comes around, it'll keep people kind of engaged. Or this is our, our goal, at least. You know, it's the remote ro- road race. So you're still doing it in your camaraderie. You just can't go out to breakfast after. <laughs> yep, yep. You so, know? Yeah. So, so we'll get more details yep. with that with Trish. We'll get into that so, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, so like I said, so I've been feeling good this week, but um, just be safe. I like called my doctor today to find out what I should do because I I felt worse than this before, so it's, I didn't think it was a big deal. But I you never know if I'm like carrying the virus right. or not. So I called up to ask what I should do. I told him my symptoms, and then he told me I need to isolate myself, um, take Tylenol, and keep hydrated, and I have to go for the test oh, man. so i'm gonna be tested for the covid and the the next available appointment wasn't until um friday morning oh god 
So um, I'm going on Twin, Twin River for that. Oh, and that's it, the drive-through one, right? Yeah, I think so. And then, so yeah, and you find out 30 minutes later the results. Stick that thing up your nose like you're going to poke your brain out. Oh, I hope it's not. <laughs> do they, well, is that what they, they do it? Yeah, what's happening is they're not doing it for you at the testing center. So what I've heard from people who've gone to get a test at like the the, the, the doctor is they tell you they, they're going to stick it up your nose wicked far. And the, the nurse told one of my friends, it basically is going to feel like you're getting your brain poked out. Ugh. So people who are going to the, the CVS center, I don't think that the tests are bad. I think that they're not – my mom went and got one. And who knows how much – if she didn't stick it up your nose, if you're only swabbing a little bit, you might not get enough of the stuff. Right. So if you want to make sure you got it, just jam it up there. I mean, just uh, that's just a word of advice because I've heard a few different things about it. And my friend's husband went to Bristol Medical to get his test. Uh-huh. And he said uh, they basically told him, you're gonna, we're going to poke your brain out. Oh. But it goes up far. So uh-huh. they're swabbing up there. So if you got to do your own, I just figure I'd give you that heads up if you haven't heard that. Uh-huh. Poke your brain out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, and I don't have like congestion or runny nose or anything. So it's not like I have all the symptoms, but I guess better safe than sorry. That way I don't expose. Yeah, because I was listening to the other day and they were, and they were talking about, it was um, Dr. Alexander Nicole and she was, uh, Nicole Alexander, I always get it backwards. I'm terrible with names. <laughs> um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, she was saying like some people have one symptom some people have none some people have like i think the point is every there's so many different there's no they don't know enough about this that's the reality yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. you know and the people who don't think this is real or it's not that big of a deal they're just ignorant and you can't pay any attention to them because the reality of it is you might have the sniffle someone else your same age might die you know what i mean like it's that's the scary part is some people don't have any symptoms any symptoms mm-hmm. And uh, one of my neighbor, he's the National Guard, and his friend was on the, is in the National Guard, and he got the only thing wrong with him is he lost his smell and taste. You know how they said that can happen? Yeah, yeah. And he he was one of the guys who was probably exposed to it because he was like doing, you know, that's what the National Guard's doing right now. So um, he he woke up and he was like, I couldn't smell my coffee brewing, and then I guess he went to eat something and didn't taste it, and he knew he had it, like because those were the two weird things. But he didn't feel sick ever. Mm-hmm. So it like that's what's weird, and he he said he still hasn't quite regained his sense of smell yet. So like you got that guy, and then you got people who are really sick in the hospital on ventilators. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's better to get tested. Well, keep us posted. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I won't know yet by the next podcast, but then next week I should know. I'll be able to say. Yeah. Well, let's try to get a, a some gratitude list. So anybody who's listening to this. Let's bring up those gratitudes, some positive energy. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and that'll help us. We're, they can help us with our grieving, listening to some positive stuff from other people too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm I write our group newsletter at work, and on the last one I just did, I asked for the next newsletter for people to submit gratitude lists, and I already received a couple. Maybe I can ask them if I can. Yeah, on the show too. So. You know what? Maybe I'll do one. Um, I got Cindy's group tomorrow. Um, it's after our podcast, but the um, the uh, adult recess, I call it. Maybe I'll ask them if they have any, and they'd like to submit to the podcast. So we can. We'll just have to actually direct. 
It's like when someone has a heart attack and you have to do CPR, you have to point to the person and say, call 911. You can't just yell. <laughs> you know, we're asking people for a gratitude list and they're like, whoa, that sounds like a great idea. I should do that. But if you're like, hey, will you do this? Then you, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that was a bad analogy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, you can either message us on facebook or instagram i'm under the road runner that's r-h-o-d-e runner yep and i'm at uh ajoy lifestyle on instagram and it's just my name adriana ferns on facebook and yep. we'd love to hear from you yep and then you can like also you know message me personally if you're friends with me on facebook yep, too yep. so yeah so you know to, and then if you want to email it's the Roadrunner one, that's the number one at gmail.com. I don't really get emails from that, but just in case anybody wants to email. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, sometimes that's easier if you have like a like a long list or something. It might be easier than doing it in a message. Yeah. So we'll uh, catch back up tomorrow, Paul. Yep. Alright, sounds good. Okay, until next time everybody. We'll see you out on the road.